0: Super Bowl 56 is here, and we have a two-part podcast. First part, I talk with Zach and Nate. Once again, we preview the game. We talk about the keys for both sides, uh, coaching matchup, the quarterback matchup, and finally give our picks for the game. And second part was a lot of fun with Rich. We go through all the prop bets from the player props to the game props to even the National Anthem prop with Mickey Guyton. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We talk about MVP, uh, a lot of MVP, MVP discussion from Stafford, the favor, all the way down to Jalen Ramsey at 100-1. to one. We preview everyone's chances to win that. Uh, should be a great game. Fun podcasts. Enjoy. Yeah, man. Welcome to your best bet Super Bowl week. The Los Angeles Rams are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sure a Super Bowl that no one saw at the start of the season. I think I saw it was 150 to one for this matchup at the start of the season. So if you pick that, you're a very smart person and probably uh, probably pretty wealthy at this point in time. Uh, you know, we had to run it back from uh, two weeks ago when we did the co- the conference championship previews. Uh, Zach Fitzgerald joining once again for the final football show of the year. Zach, are you going to be sad when Sunday night comes and the Super Bowl's over, that football's over?
1: Yeah, I think it's always kind of a, a weird part in the year. And then, you know, we, we get into early golf season and mid-golf season. We start talking about, you know, eight, nine weeks before preseason. We all start doing our mock drafts for fantasy football and then have our fantasy drafts. And then it seems like it kind of comes around uh, quickly again.
0: Yeah, it's weird because the NFL is is it really is a three hundred sixty five day a year sport, and and as soon as the Super Bowl is over, we'll be talking about free agency and who's potentially going to be moving, and then after that, it's the draft, and the spring is pretty fun too. So Nate Conroy is back, as we all know, his team is in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm sure it's just been a week of anxiety and nerves. A- am I wrong thinking about this game?
2: Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, it- but uh, nerves, but excited at the at at the same time. You know, we've we were a lot, lot of lean years. This is what the second time in the last three or four since uh, you know twenty eighteen, I think it was. So uh, yeah, super pumped, super excited, just just ready to kick off and play.
0: The the playoffs have been tremendous, as we've talked about here. The last six games have been really as good as any playoff games you could ask for. Um, All of the last six games have been down to one possession. Most have been decided by a last-second field goal. Um, So I'm hoping the Super Bowl is a mirror image of what we've seen the last couple rounds. The Rams are currently favored by four points. This game opened at four-and-a-half initially uh, the night of the conference championships. Um, I was talking to Zach earlier. All the all the pro money really came in early on the Bengals. The line moved to four. I saw it even get to three and a half, and now it's gone back to four. And it seemed like it's gonna settle in there before the game. Um, and now the money has come in on the Rams. 74% of the money has come in on the Rams, 57% of the bets. So it seems like the heavy pro money on the Rams, uh Initial thoughts on this game before, you know, and of course we'll lead up to our picks here. Um, Nate, in in, in your mind, what are what are a couple of the main storylines that you're looking at here when you think about this game?
2: Um not not to overstate the obvious, but the quarterback position, um, you know, the Stafford Burrow, that's gonna be a big uh storyline to follow. Uh I would also you know, say the game's one in the trenches. So I can the offensive line of the Bengals hold up against that tremendous front uh, of the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and then um, on the offensive end, uh, kind of kind of flip that. Um, and uh, the Rams protect Matthew Stafford, keep him upright. Um, so I think the trenches are going to be a storyline. Quarterback play is going to be a storyline. Um, I think special teams too. Uh, the Bengals kicker has been excellent. Uh, the Rams special teams uh, is very good as well. So I think that would be a special teams play to watch uh, could, could have an impact in the final outcome too.
0: Zach, what are you looking for? What are you watching in this game?
1: I mean, a, a lot of things that Nate said, but uh, also like for me, you know, I want to see what, what Odell does here because, you know, he calls himself a primetime player, you know, obviously at the beginning of his career was as exciting as as a receiver can be. And then, you know, got injured and then kind of mired himself away in in Cleveland with Baker, and I'm just kind of interested. I mean, he's been playing well. Uh, you know, can this game a good game for him propel him back into the superstardom? Uh, also, I kind of like the matchup between Chase and Ramsey. Uh, that should be pretty interesting. I think they're both excited about it. I've read a couple of things that they have the utmost respect for each other, but you know, are, are excited and then also. You know, on the defensive end, I'm interested to see how much of a wrecking ball Aaron Donald can be, and can he potentially win a Super Bowl MVP? So those are those are some other things that I'm kind of interested about.
0: I, I really played up the uh, in the second part of this podcast with Rich. I really played up the angle of Donald at plus sixteen hundred for MVP as a really amazing yeah. bet. And you talk about a guy that's I, I think if, you, if Rams win the Super Bowl. Donald wins MVP. You're talking about maybe one of the three greatest defensive players in the last 40 years. I put him up there with LT and Reggie White. I, you know, I think, I think pretty much universally, people would agree Lawrence Taylor might be the greatest defensive player ever. But Aaron Donald is building a resume, and, and we'll see at 29 where he where he goes and how this game goes. But it's it's an interesting thought. Um, I, I think I think both you guys made great points. The the offensive line, defensive line could really be the key to this game. We all know about the Bengals' troubles just blocking in the playoffs with the Titans game, uh, giving up as many sacks as they have. Uh, the Rams uh, have an excellent defensive line anchored by Donald uh, Von Miller. Uh, you know, my boy Leonard Floyd, he's even, um, you know, he's had a couple of nice years with the Rams. Um, their pressure rate is was second in the NFL this year. It's it's really, on paper, a really bad matchup for the Bengals' offensive line. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see if they can get any kind of running game going. Uh, the Rams have been pretty stout against the run as well. And then, conversely, you know, Stafford's one of those guys, he's going to give you a throw or two, especially when he's under duress. Uh, we saw it in the Niners game when, I mean, they were in trouble in that game. And he throws, he throws a ball down the center of the field. And, I, I mean, I know I could have caught that pass. I could have intercepted that, but uh, and I, I forget the Niners' safety name. But I mean, it was, it was about as easy as a pick as you could have, and he drops that ball, and the game kind of swung on that play. So my point is Stafford, he will give you a throw or two, especially when he's under duress. I want to see if Trey Hendrickson can uh, provide some pressure. Uh, the Bengals' defense this year, um, especially in the playoffs, has been better than everyone had I think, Thought they could be uh, the second half of the Chiefs game. I'm not. I don't really know what happened. That was one of the stranger games I've seen, where you know a team can really just be pushed around and dominated one half of football, and the second half they they shut down the best offense in football. So I, I really am. I'm looking at both of those spots. I want to go back to the quarterback situation, Matt Stafford. Um, you know, former number one pick. Um, he's really just been a a stat stuffer for quite a while, for most of his career on a bad team in Detroit. Um, here he is at 34 years old. I think he turned 34 this week, and he's had a great season. What does this mean for him to potentially win a Super Bowl? How, how is this legacy-defining for a player like this, Zach?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, he's been mired in Detroit. Uh, I've always thought he was a very talented quarterback, if not one of the more talented quarterbacks in the league. But, you know, we've seen with people like Sanders and Calvin Johnson who have retired early from that organization that there's obviously something dysfunctional going on there. So to see him go to an organization like the Rams who have given up so much draft capital to put together a team that can win a Super Bowl, it's nice to see him in a position like that. And, uh, you know, we're talking about two number one picks that are playing in the Super Bowl against each other for the second time ever, the first being Manning and Newton. Um, and, you know, I believe that I read another stat that Burrow is the quickest to get to the Super Bowl's number one pick and Stafford is the longest to get to the Super Bowl's number one pick. So I think that's a pretty cool storyline as well. I mean, one of these two guys is going to put their legacy on it a- totally different pedestal and and for somebody like burrow you know he could really propel himself into like the mahomes category and for stafford you know it could it could really excel the way that people think about him
0: nate I, i you know we've already talked about stafford a little bit you have thoughts on burrow what what he's done in this playoff run um you know, going back to his time at LSU where he played in a bunch of big games and won them all, and now here he is again playing a bunch of big games and winning them all. Is this is this a guy that's just got a bit of that Tom Brady it factor?
2: He he's definitely got some swagger to him. Uh there's there's no question. Um, everybody, you know, you hear the pundits or you read the articles, everybody just talks about the work that he puts in and the time that he puts in. Uh and they've been impressed. Not only just from a rehab perspective, but just a daily a weekly uh preparation factor i you know, I think he to be honest with you fully expected to have this level of success I wouldn't call it an arrogance i I would call it confidence um, and 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 I think it's it's well deserved and it's well earned and if he would go on to win um, this Super Bowl um, cementing his legacy as one of the uh I'll say strongest second-year quarterbacks, uh, maybe ever to have this much success very early on. Your, I think your Mahomes-esque comparison was was a very apt one.
0: Um, you know, in the the in the the preseason, we did a we did division shows. Uh, we did uh, a division preview for all eight divisions. Don't go back and listen to what I said about the Bengals. Uh, I, <laughs> I pretty much trashed them. I said. Earl's rushing back. I don't think he's ready. I, I, I said everything um, opposite of actually what happened. So that that was a, uh, that did not age well, Matt Stafford uh, guys. I don't know if you know where he ranks all time on, on some of these major sack categories, but he's 12th all time in passing yards. He's also 12th all time in passing touchdowns. He's right in the neighborhood of John Elway. Um, if Stafford, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, Stafford gets the Super Bowl ring, Is is are we talking about a guy that's going to
1: be in the Hall of Fame, Zach? We're talking about a guy that's now in the conversation to be in the Hall of Fame and a guy that I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but uh, he, he's going to have to have maybe another year of postseason success for it to be a lock. Um, but, yeah, Super Bowl certainly uh, – Super Bowl probably gets him in, yes. But uh, – I think to be a lock, he would need another year of success.
0: Which I think it's fair to assume that the the, the track is set for uh, Stafford <laughs> with McVeigh in this offense to have at least two, three. You know, I don't know how long he'll play. I don't know how long it will be with the Rams, but a, a few more years of success. Nate, what do you think will Stafford end up being a Hall of Famer?
2: It, it's definitely uh, to use a March Madness term on the bubble right now, as it is. Um, if he does. Win on Sunday. uh I would have to say yes to that. Uh, I just think back to other quarterbacks that have won one Super Bowl mm-hmm. and that are not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, like uh, I, I, I don't want to pick on. I want to say, oh, Trent Dilfer, something you know like that. Yeah, but to be know, clear, that's
0: that that's not a fair comparison,
2: though. That's true, no, but he did, so he did, but he did what he did win a Super Bowl. He did, yeah.
0: but everything else is different about these two guys yes yeah, yes i, and I agree. think
1: stafford is elite level talent all-time elite level talent he really is he, he mired on a terrible team
0: for sure he's always had an elite uh arm for sure one of the biggest arms in the league um it's funny my my kid he he's obsessed with asking me about every player that's been in the past or or a current player's NFL NBA, is he is he gonna be a Hall of Famer? Uh, you know, John Morant, is he on his way to be in the Hall of Fame? Well, I don't know. I mean, but so we have I had to I have to discuss that on every single player that comes on the screen these days. Um I wanna talk about what's what's the path to win for each of these teams. Uh Zach, in your mind, what do the Bengals have to do to win this game? Is, what what are a couple of keys do you think? What's what's the path to victory?
1: Just protect Burrow. I mean, if they cannot protect Burrow, they will not win the game. And that's going to be the most difficult thing. Uh, You know, obviously play good defense against uh, the Rams and eliminate large plays, kind of try to slow the game down because although they are a high-powered offense, I don't know that offensively with the offensive line, if they're quite as good of an offense. um, See, I think those are the two things, is try to eliminate big plays by the Rams' offense and got to protect Burrow. If they don't do that, no chance. Nate,
0: what do you think? What's what's uh, the Bengals' path to victory?
2: Yeah, uh, ditto. You, you have to keep Joe Burrow upright. you got to give him time to make plays and allow him to get to those playmakers on the outside, the T. Higgins, the Jamar Chase. Number two, um, in order to alleviate some of that pressure, you got to get the run game going. So Joe Mixon needs to get touches. Um, he needs to at least have a semblance of a run game. Um, so that will open up... Uh, you know your wide receivers give Joe Burrow um, a little bit more time, and then on the defensive end, nobody's really talking about the Bengals defense. Uh, get a turnover or two. You know, get get a big splash play some uh, somewhere. Um, that, that's that's what's going to be necessary to uh, to for them to win.
0: I'm I'm really concerned, um, and I know we're talking about the Bengals path to victory, but just overall, I'm I'm, I'm concerned about. How do how do the cornerbacks for the Bengals slow down uh, Cooper Cup and, and Odell Beckham? I, I I have some I have some grave concerns on how they're going to slow them down. And um, you know, on the other side of the ball, I know the Rams traditionally play a decent amount of zone. Uh, Nate, you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but um, uh, for me, is it if it's a situation for the Bengals if if Jalen Ramsey is essentially going to be signed to take Jamar Chase out of the game? Um, T. Higgins had to step up, Tyler Boyd, um, Uzama. I don't know if his injury status I know he's questionable. Um, but I really, I really do think it's it's uh the offensive line and mix and Mixon having a game where um, you know, they have a little bit more uh, time possession, ball control type offense, uh play action with Burrow. Um, I like him when he's on the move a little bit. Um his bootlegs, he's he's athletic enough to make some things happen. We saw him with a couple of key scrambles against the Chiefs. Um so I, I really think they gotta get Mixon going and have him have a good game, uh, even a big game to potentially, uh, for them to pull this upset. Uh, on the other side, the Rams, uh, I think Nate, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, the last two weeks, I mean, you know, we saw Cam Akers come back against Arizona. He looked great, looks explosive. And the last couple games, he's, he's looked, Kind of average. Do they need a running game to, to to beat the Bengals, or do they just kind of do what they do and move the ball down the field by passing?
2: No, uh, they definitely do uh, need a run game. And with that being said, they need to hold on to the stake in football too, and not uh, turn it over mm-hmm. like they did against uh, like they did against Tampa. You know, I I've, I think I've heard Sean McVay quoted as saying his preference is to run the football. First, and he's got uh, you know, Cam Akers and uh, I think Henderson is hurt, but sony Michelle, kind of a savvy veteran who's played in this game before. Uh, if they can establish the run game, that's just going to further open up Cup and Jefferson and Odell and Tyler Higby. So, yeah, I think his preference would be um, to run the football and just tire that defense uh, from the Bengals out because uh, yeah, I that that. The Bengals' defense is not a group that uh, I, I have a lot of faith in stopping the Rams consistently.
0: Zach, your take on the Rams, uh, their path to victory?
1: I mean, I think if the Rams play defensively to their capabilities, that is their path to victory. I think the offense for them is is more than likely going to play its role. Uh, the defense just needs to play to the Hall of Fame players that they have on. I mean, a team that has Von Miller, um, that has Aaron Donald, uh, that has Leonard Floyd uh, on the D-line, that's a team that's going to create really, really big problems. I just think if they play to their potential, they are certainly in the driver's seat to win this game.
0: Who's going to surprise in this game or who could be a surprise player that we're not talking about? You know, we're talking about the Cooper cups talking about the Jamar chases of the world. Is there a guy that you guys got on your radar that that could really impact this game and, and swing it one way or the other,
1: Zach? I mean, I think you mentioned T Higgins already. And, you know, since they're obviously going to double chase a little bit or, or Ramsey's going to be on them and they're probably going to roll cover over the top that, Higgins, uh, and then on the opposite end, obviously Jefferson. I mean, there's going to be so much uh, spotlight on Cup and and Odell, which you know I think much more Cup than Odell. So it's going to even give Odell an opportunity to have a pretty large game. And then on the defense, I think for the Rams is you know there's going to be a lot of attention. You can't double all three of those guys, so they're certainly probably going to pick doubling Aaron Donald for sure and you know maybe doubling Von Miller but Leonard Floyd could have a pretty big game here if he singled up the entire entire day so that would be I think Jesse Bates has to have a big game on the back end for the Bengals defensively in order for them to win as well so those would be my offensive and defensive players from those teams I heard a really fun prop that I like. And of
0: course I talked about all the props in the second part, but I, I, I heard uh, Leonard Floyd for first sack uh, at plus 1200. That, that was kind of enticing because you could envision mm-hmm. a scenario where they're focused so much on, you know, I almost called it, I almost said Luke Donald, Aaron Donald and um, Vaughn Miller. <laughs> um, Nate, anyone that you got on your radar from either side that's that, that could come out of this game that, that as a star that no one's talking about.
2: Um, on the off, I'll start with the Rams, obviously, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I ditto what Zach said, um, kind of your third option that Van Jefferson, because everybody thinks about Cooper cup, everybody thinks about Odell. So Van Jefferson, who's, who's proven himself to be a, a fairly reliable third option. Also not to be overlooked is a Fort Wayne native, Ben Skoranek. He gets in there every once mm-hmm. in a while and mixes it up. Maybe it's a special teams play, who knows, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll give a shout out. Um, to Ben Scronic on the defensive end, um, I'm looking for, um, everybody's talking about the corners of the Rams, you know, the Jalen Ramsey. How about some safeties? Um, Taylor Rapp, I think is going to be back in this game off injury. Uh, and Eric Weddle, the savvy veteran who's been, you know, out for a couple of years, but, uh, everyone's had good things to say. He's been playing well, he's fresh. So, uh, maybe a play out to one of those safeties, um, defense, uh, he he mentioned Jesse Bates. Everyone's uh, been kind of raving about him. Again, a local kid, a Snyder kid. Uh, I'd love for him to have a good game. Not a great game, but a good game. Uh, and um, and then Trey Hendrickson's going to get a lot of attention because he's really the only viable pass rusher that anybody uh, really knows about. So him on defense and then um, the kicker for the Bengals, who is besides Joe Burrow, has been maybe their most valuable asset In this Mm -hmm. postseason. Um, You know, if he kicks a lot of field goals, uh, I think that's actually a good thing for the Rams. So the more field goals he can convert, keeping them out of the end zone, because, you know, in the postseason, the Bengals haven't put a lot of points on the board. So uh, the more field goals uh, that they can settle for uh, will be good.
0: Going back to Eric Weddle, is it a compliment when it, the guy, the veteran, is labeled a savvy veteran? Does that? I feel like that means he's lost all his athleticism, his skill, and now he's just using his head to to make plays. Is that right? Well,
2: it's better than being, you know, slow and broken down. You know, you know. Uh,
1: Zach, you I hope to be considered a savvy veteran golfer someday. So <laughs> I will absolutely take savvy veteran. I think you're already there, Zach. You're already there. Wow, that <laughs> scares fine. me. Then because
0: <laughs> uh, you mentioned T. Higgins, Zach, um, I he was my second long. He was my my longest shot uh, play for MVP at uh, 45 plus 4,500. Um, I think we've seen what he is capable of. Uh, he really had a nice game against the Chiefs, and if it's a situation where these games don't always work out where you know Ramsey or the top cornerback takes out a guy it's not like it's it's not like it was back when they Darrell Revis was you know the guy was on Revis Island and, and Revis has shut you down so I don't know if it's going to end up like that but I like the potential of Higgins really making a huge impact on this game um, and conversely I I I really think that you might see a guy like Van Jefferson make a play down the field or two. We've seen him with a lot of deep shots this year, um, especially in play action. It seems like they like to go to him down the field. So I like both of those plays. Uh, I really do. Um, what else am I missing, guys, from from uh, a- anything uh, with this game? Um, you know, we've talked about a path to victory. Who's got the coaching edge? I mean, is this clearly a Sean McVay thing? I mean, Zach Taylor doesn't get discussed a lot for a lot of reasons. I mean, I I don't think he's necessarily thought of as, like, one of these up-and-coming coaching stars, but here we are, you know, and he's in the Super Bowl. I mean, Zach, do you have a clear edge in this game for for the, for the coaches here?
1: No, I mean, they're both young. Uh, they work together at one point, so they obviously know each other. I think this is a pretty fun matchup again. Obviously, people think McVeigh's a genius. He's he's been doing really well there, and this gives Taylor the opportunity to maybe put himself in that same category. So I, I'm pretty excited to see how this goes. Uh, Taylor's done a fantastic job coaching a team that that was not expected to do this that early, and McVeigh's done a great job in handling the personnel and all the stars that they have. Everybody seems happy. Odell seems happy, and he's never happy. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm I guess I'm interested to see kind of how this goes. And it really, I mean, for both people, it's going to, to make their legacy better.
0: Nate, I'm interested to hear your take on this with, with Sean McVay, you know, a, 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 a guy like me, a Bears fan who have I've just been suffering through coaching misery for a while. There's a certain t- sort of jealousy that I think about when I think about a, a guy like Sean McVay, where you might have your coach for the next 15, 20 years. And, And he's a star. Um, I'm interested in your perspective of McVay, though, living with him the last few years and really coming off a Niners game where I I don't it really wasn't his best coaching performance. I don't I I don't know if you're you could debate that really. Right.
2: Yeah. um, From the outside, looking in the way he used those challenges, which were just astonishing to me uh, when he used them, when he did. Uh, and, and thus the, the management of the timeouts or, or lack thereof. Um, as Zach mentioned, they know each other very well. I don't think there's going to be any surprises or too many surprises between the two. They both know each other. They both respect each other. I'd have to give the slight edge to McVeigh only based on the fact that he's been there before uh, mm-hmm. and he's been doing this um, longer. You know, he's been handling those big personalities. You know, he he's dealt with Super Bowl defeat He's been through all of the hype and the media. He knows how to handle all of that stuff. So f- just for that reason, I would give him uh, a slight edge in this matchup.
0: Yeah, I would I would have to agree with you just based on the experience. And um I think that, that can serve you well. There's gonna be jitters in this game, and at least McVeigh has experienced that. He's gone against the best uh in Belichick a few years ago. Um, so I, you have to think he's, he's taken some lessons from that game, that experience um, guys, all that's left is the pick. Um, I, I, I told Zach coming into the podcast, I had a feeling where both of you are going to side. And so I might be the, the kind of the, the, the tiebreaker Zach, are you going with the Cincinnati Bengals to cover and win or just to cover?
1: Well, I mean, I, I already have a bet on the Bengals to win right now. In my heart, says Bengals. But if I had to bet the house, I would bet, I would bet the Rams. And it's hard for me to say that. I mean, I would like the Bengals to win personally, but it's it's hard to think that that the Bengals offensive line is going to be able to see. It. And I did bet the over with that bet as well. And you and I were talking, and you know, you were talking about the under, and I really could see. Burrow having issues i think it's it's going to go one or two ways it's going to be a big shootout or or i think the Bengals are going to get trounced nate are
0: the rams going to be super bowl champions sunday night
2: yes yes they are um i i i, I actually feel and this is weird for me to say i was actually more confident with them beating the 49ers than i am in in this game um just because it's a it's an unknown like you know the 49ers so well these guys you never play so there's a lot of unknown there's a lot of a lot of uh a mm-hmm. lot of variables with that as you mentioned in that previous podcast championship weekend this Bengals group has just kind of by the skin of their teeth every game have found a way to get it done a perfect example on that afc championship game you know is this uh team of destiny you know and if they would go on to win and beat the rams i would feel a lot better than i did three years ago when the patriots won and beat the rams so all things considered it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world uh but i am going to pick uh the rams uh to win outright uh and i will pick them uh to cover that four point spread uh if you you made me pick a score um I, i don't really see the Bengals being able to stop the rams consistently so I'm going to go uh, Rams uh, 30 and the Bengals 23.
0: I, I like the neighborhood of that score. I have two parallels here. I have one, uh, this Rams team feels a little bit like um, the 2017, 2018 Golden State Warriors a little bit um, when they had Kevin Durant and they just loaded up and uh, you know, with the I, – I was looking – I was telling you guys before we went live that I was looking at all their acquisitions and all their traded number one draft picks um, that they don't care about the next few years. But, I mean, I appreciate what they did. They they went all in, 100% started in 2019, picking up – starting with the Jalen Ramsey acquisition. There was a bunch of other stuff that happened in between and basically leading up to the Matt Stafford trade in the offseason, picking up Odell midseason – um, even acquisitions like Sony Michelle when, um, Akers got hurt in preseason. So I, I, I love their aggressive mindset and everything they've done. And of course, the Von Miller acquisition midseason too. So I, 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 I've, I've equated them to like a a loaded NBA team all year that has able to been, so to be able to flip the switch. And then conversely, I've, in my mind, I'm like, this Bengals team feels like a team that, um, from 10, 15 years ago. It feels like the 2007 New York Giants to me when they upset the Patriots. The Patriots had the undefeated season. Now, let's be clear: Joe Burrow, uh, and Eli Manning are different quarterbacks, but the runs are similar to me in that there's a little bit of a Cinderella feeling. Um, you know, it started with like the week 16 game against the Chiefs when they won at home. You're like, okay, well, the the Giants had a similar game the last regular season week against the Patriots that year where they lost, but they were, they gave them a run for the money and almost ruined their, their undefeated season. And then they go to green Bay. They win the, the NFC championship game in a game. No one thought they'd win. No one thought Eli would play well. So I think there's some interesting symmetry there. Um, however, I think the Rams win this game. I think the Rams are too talented. I think they are, um, they're just more experienced in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And I went, position by position I think they're better at in in almost every aspect except maybe safety and if you want to call wide receiver or wash I'd be fine with that but I still think the Rams are a little bit better at receiver Um, I, I mean I just think from on both sides of the ball they're nearly better at every position and I just don't think the Bengals can overcome that so I'm taking the Rams and I'm going to lay the four as well and they're going to win the Super Bowl Sunday night and I think uh Aaron Donald is going to win MVP.
1: So I don't, I like that <laughs> Higgins bet at plus 4,500. I mean, that's an insane odds for a guy who has a legitimate chance. I mean, you know, it may be 10, 15% chance that that could ever hit, but I mean, sure. yep. he, he should get a big, a pretty big target share. There's oh, two touchdowns and they win by. You know, say they win twenty-four to seventeen, and he scores two touchdowns. He's probably probably the MVP.
0: Yeah, I I know I, I love the bet. I'm going to make the bet as as insurance. The, the other one that that I like, guys, that I talked about with Rich, uh, Jalen Ramsey is a hundred to one MVP. Um, that's pretty interesting. If you think about, say, in the second quarter, he gets a pick six and gets a couple pass deflections throughout the game, shuts down Chase, and then the fourth quarter he gets a game-sealing interception. There's a path there. I mean, 100-1 is it's kind of crazy for maybe the best cornerback in the league. Uh, I, I don't mind that either as a super long shot. Uh, any final thoughts, boys, or are we, uh, we good here?
2: I can't wait. I like I said, let's let's just let's just get started. Let's let's just let's just play. You know, it's been two weeks. We've we've analyzed it to death. Let's just uh let's just get the ball in the air and uh see where the chips fall. I'm pumped. I'm excited.
1: I'm extremely excited for this Super Bowl. It's the first time in a long time that I honestly do not care who wins. Uh and I will be extremely happy for whatever quarterback wins. Um and yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be a good game.
0: And what a what a guy you are! You're just you're just happy for whoever wins. Um, what a class guy, Zach.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you've been you've been, and I don't. I'm not a Brady hater, but you know, you're always either for most years you're. Oh, do you want Brady to win another one? And then you know, there's another team that I don't particularly like. On this, I don't dislike either team. I don't dislike either quarterback. I don't dislike either coach. So.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I can't wait as well. Uh, Guys, thanks for joining uh, on the last football show of the year. My pleasure. Thank Thank you. All right. The second part of our Super Bowl preview show is prop bets, one of my favorite things to talk about concerning the Super Bowl. I think the prop bets are uh, a hotter market than even the, the lines of the game or the total of the game at this point. And not just player props, but a lot of weird novelty props as well. Um, I don't know how much we'll get into those tonight, but Rich Trojanowski is here to talk about prop bets. Rich, uh, it's been a second since you've been
3: on the show. What's, uh, what's new with you? How you been, buddy? I'm good. I'm good, Phil. Phil Amilla. I'm really, really good. So you know, I just—I mean, nothing really new. Same thing. It's been a while since I've been on, but I don't know, nothing changed.
0: I mean, you're looking um, for for all the for all the YouTube viewers. You, I mentioned earlier, you're just looking really handsome tonight. So I don't know what's changed, but man, you got a you got a vibe to you. I'm digging it. Thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so much, Phil. <laughs> I want to start. Um, my my favorite one is uh, MVP. Um, yeah. This is this is so much fun because usually when you're betting the MVP or are talking the MVP it's it's usually the quarterbacks um and you know I was digging into this earlier um since 2020 so I guess that's that's what uh 22 Super Bowls um since 2020 uh, the quarterback has won every year except, I believe, seven instances. Um, we've had receiver and a, a few defensive players win a few times. Most of the time, it's um, it's the quarterback. Obviously, the two quarterbacks are the favorite, Stafford, and I'm going off the of DraftKings here, Rich, DraftKings, Matthew Stafford at plus 100 and Burrow at plus 225. Um it's funny, though. I, I've always had the thought, if, if you think the underdog is going to win the game, that you you would just bet the underdog's quarterback um, instead of the game to win MVP because yeah. the odds are better. In, in my mind, if you think the Bengals are going to win this game, it almost makes more sense to just bet Joe Burrow at plus 225 and that have, have that be your your lead bet. Um, what's your thought there between, with that strategy?
3: Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's pictured that way with the people that are setting these numbers here. So, you know, just there, I really think me personally, I think the Bengals are going to win who, who you on before we get in deeper, like what, like who, who you going with Mm. either, not the spread, but just money line, because honestly, four point spread is a toss up, right? I mean, kick a field goal at the end of the game and you measure your, your yeah. points up but money line is paying negative 200 and plus 1. for the bangles so you know that's far better bet than betting the spread so which one are you picking rams or bangles i i think the rams win the game um i, I think
0: bangles I, yeah, I, I think that I've I've looked at this a lot. I feel like the Rams are just better across the board in almost every uh position. Um you can debate quarterback, even if you want to say Burrow is better, I'm fine with that. But pretty much I feel like every position across the board, I, I except maybe safety, I, I would say the Rams are better. I think the coach
3: is better. Um so, so sorry to stop you, but wide receiver, you're gonna say Rams. That's close. Receiver, then
0: that's close. Well, I mean, you could argue. You could argue that Cooper Cup had he a historic year.
3: Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Absolutely historic year. And Odell Beckham has looked as close to what he was in his peak form in, say, 2015, 2016 as he has this year. He's been open a lot. He's been pretty uh, dynamic, and his performances in the playoffs have really showed that. Uh, So I I think if you want to say wide receiver's a wash, I'd be totally fine with that. Um, But so I I, I like the Rams.
3: But for MVP – the best wide receiver option is going to be Cooper Cup, right? I mean, like, there's no other option besides him for wide receiver to get the MVP, right? I mean, well, that's that that, that's what that's what we're here to talk about. Cooper
0: yeah. Cup, at, Cooper Cup at plus six hundred. Um, Odell Beckham at plus twenty eight hundred, though, is uh, it's got to be discussed if you think the Rams are going to win. Uh, Beckham conceivable he has like a seven catch 105 yard game with two touchdowns i just think that's 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 a number that you have to consider um if you think and and in my mind rich i think wide receiver is the next likely position to win
3: mvp uh past quarterback don't you oh for sure you know i mean i I saw in mayo he they were talking about how it's only happened three times since super bowl nine that a wide receiver is one MVP, and I mean, mm-hmm. if, if anybody has the opportunity to, to do it, it's it's Cooper Cup. So you know, but plus six hundred, I don't know if that's that's worthy of it over, you know, the winning quarterback that threw to mm-hmm. him. You know, even odds, and even if if we think that the Bengals are going to win, then obviously Joe Burrow is going to you know be the the Super Bowl MVP at that point. Unless Jamar Chase, you know, he had how many how many games did he have three touchdowns in, you know? What if he throws up another three touchdown game? Eighteen uh,
0: eighteen to one. So I do yeah, I do want to talk about Chase and Higgins as uh possibilities. If you if you if you like the Bengals here, the the Rams play statistically uh zone coverage, I think the second highest rate in the NFL this year. Um also, with Jalen Ramsey being who he is, I I don't know if they do, they take the strategy where they're going to man up on um, uh, uh, Jamar Chase and just let the you oh, know they're shutting,
3: they're shutting him down. Right? I mean, if the, if
0: that's the strategy, him. then T Higgins at forty five to one becomes somewhat of a possibility of, as a as a long shot in my mind. Sure, um, I'm I'm i yeah, I'm on, I'm I'm almost more. I'm almost more interested in Higgins at 45 to one than Chase at 18 to one. To be quite honest with you, sure. Um, the The running back position has not won MVP since Terrell Davis uh, won MVP in I think it was '98. Um, it was the first uh, first of the Broncos Super Bowls, right? Yeah, the second. It one. Was, John, was, yes. yeah, it was yes. So. You know, I, I was I was thinking of Joe Mixon at 45 to one, but it just seemed like a likely path for the running backs in this game to win, whether it's Akers or Mixon or even Sony Michelle, although it seems like Akers has reclaimed his role as the number one. Um, so I don't I don't I don't think the running back position is going to be on the radar for me. Um, it just seems like this is a game where it's going to be decided through the air and it's going to be the quarterbacks or the receivers. So um, a lot of points. Um I don't I think you know normally the Super Bowls in the first quarter, and this is one of the props I want to talk about later is um there's a lot of jitters you know first quarter last year was a little different, but usually it's kind of a sloppy slow start um i I actually think the unders could hit um and and then whatever the whatever the number is, say at the end of the first quarter if it's three zero I think then the the live over might play um it's kind of that's kind of my weird mindset is take the live over, but also I think the under might hit um what I was going tell what I was gonna say though rich, I was surprised to see Jalen Ramsey at hundred to one. Is there a scenario here where let's say Ramsey has one of those games where he has like three pass deflections. He has a pick six and pick six in the second quarter, um, and then he has a pick late in the game to to seal a Rams win. Where he has two picks, a touchdown, few pass deflections. Is there a path where Jalen Ramsey could win the MVP? We haven't seen a defensive back win since I believe it's Dexter Jackson in two thousand three. He was a safety. Um, it's not. It's not likely, but I love long shots. I love, I love a hundred to one number. It's kind of fun. Um, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people like Jalen Ramsey, but it would give you a reason to root for Jalen Ramsey to have a good game.
3: Well, I mean, just, just to say about the hundred to one, my favorite one is neither team has scored a touchdown and we'll, we'll get to that, but that's my favorite hundred to one right now, you know, there's possibility that both teams. It's possible. Yeah? <laughs> Just like we're saying that, you know, there's a possibility that Jalen Ramsey could, you know, get the, the MVP. But really, I, I really do believe you, you touched on it, that the MVP is starting to become driven by, you know, far more public influences than it, it may have been in the past. Um, when, who was the other defensive back? Oh gosh, I'm thinking. Was there another defensive back that there's won? been some
0: linebackers. So Malcolm Smith won in 2014 exactly. for the Seahawks Von Miller, of course, in 16 when he was, yeah. he killed. Um, I think he ripped he out. Cam, he ripped out Cam Newton's
3: soul that game, didn't he? In the Yeah, yeah that, I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's 45 to one. Uh, He's 45 to one. His chances. I mean, I've been going, like, I watched uh, Scott Van Pelt, and they keep talking about the possibility of Von Miller having, and he's really progressed from when he got there to when we're now. You know, I think last game he had, like, a sack, I think, and some other big plays. And the game before that, he had some other better plays than the one before that. So, you know, maybe he's getting the uh, the feel, and, and that's a good one, you know. But on Super Bowl MVP, I'm not sure I'm betting anybody else than the quarterback. You know, I just I, I don't think <laughs> after, I after all that. going to do it. Yeah, maybe Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's the only other prolific. But the problem is, is I, I'm I'm trying to stay in a lane. Okay, so I'm trying to say that this is what I think is going to happen. And I want to try to move my bets that way. And if I feel like Aaron Donald is, is disruptive, and everything he does, which is what happens, I mean, he, I'm sure he walks down the sidewalk, and he disrupts like plants in the in the ground, you know, so like, He will change other bets that will occur that I want that I want to play. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Sure. I I
0: see that mindset and that that thought process. I also I I just usually play numbers and Mm -hmm. um, Aaron Donald, let's play this through. He's he's 16 to one. He is a generational talent. He is arguably the best defensive player of the last
1: 20 years. Tw- JJ what? Okay. Fine. Stop it. Okay. Stop. Come on. All right, all
0: right. All right. I said, I said, arguably, <laughs> let's say, let's, right. let's say Aaron, let's say the Rams win. Aaron Donald gets the super bowl. He's been defensive player of the year. Three times, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's say he he has three sacks, a forced fumble. I always think of what are what what's the path for Aaron Donald winning? He's going to have to get multiple sacks. He's going to have to be dominant and disruptive all night. He might have to get a strip sack, a fumble recovery, whatever it may be. He's he wins MVP. All of a sudden, at age twenty nine, he is, he is in the pantheon of all time defensive players, and, and Rich. Here's who I think of. I think of Lawrence Taylor, who, you know, a little predates us a little bit. um, But for all accounts, the best. (laughs) From from all accounts, probably the best defensive player ever. Um, And and then I have Reggie White right there as well um, behind him. I think Aaron Donald if he if he would if the Rams win, somehow he wins MVP. You're you're putting Aaron Donald at least in the conversation and he's a Hall of Fame player at twenty nine if he retired. Um it's got the hell had to have a hell of a game for that to happen, I understand. But there I think of the narrative as well that goes along with this as well. Um so Aaron Donald to me is interesting. A few of these guys have interesting numbers, but Yeah, if you want to play it safe, the Super Bowl MVP is probably going to be to Stafford or Burrow. Um, By position-rich, quarterback is at minus 300. Wide receiver, as we talked about, is the next best. You could just go any wide receiver to win at plus 250, and that covers the four guys we talked about. Um, Or you could go with defensive linemen at plus uh plus a thousand which would kind of cover Donald and say i don't know Trey Hendrickson from the Bengals having a huge game but uh yeah there's a lot of different routes there um you like Burrow it sounds like i like i like a combination of of probably cup beckham and uh long shot on uh Ramsey mm.
3: yeah. hmm.
0: <laughs> Tell me about some player props you like in this game. Um, could be just traditional. This guy over a certain amount of rushing yards. This guy under receiving yards.
3: What are What are a couple ones that that you liked in your research here? Definitely liked um, Joe Burrow rushing attempts two and a half over. Rushing attempts two and a half. Hmm. They have used him. Um, Or the argument is that, you know, quarterback Niels can come into play too, you know, and that can count as a rushing attempt if, you know, they're, well, that'd be more for Matthew Stafford if we feel like the Rams are actually going to, you know, be the ones that win this game and they win handsomely because of the favorites, you know, but, you know, two and a half um, rushing attempts for Joe Burrow is a good one I like, but. Cooper Cup has been putting up receptions all season long. So the over under is eight and a half. And I like the value in eight and a half over at plus 110 versus the under at um, minus 140. So, you know, I'd rather, I think that they're going to use him all over the place and he will have... Nine is a stretch, huh? Nine. A lot of that's a lot of
0: catches, but
3: he's—I mean—he's been doing it game after game, right? But nine—nine's got to be Super Bowl MVP,
0: Wiley, right? That's 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 my thought. I mean, you're talking nine catches, of oh, probably at ten, least a hundred yards. yards.
3: Yeah, ten yards apart, like twelve yards a catch, right? <laughs> so okay, I like, so I like so, Cooper so, Cup receptions—he yep. he, he like is, is—he's
0: He's been unguardable. Yes, yeah. yeah.
3: And if 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 we think it's going to be a, um, you know, just shootout almost, I mean, I don't think the defenses are going to allow a shootout, but I think we're going to be going back and forth where the running game honestly probably won't be as big of a factor as the passing game will. And that's going to be more favorable for crossing routes and out routes and dig routes and, and things like that where they need first downs on third and five. And Cooper Cup is, is that man, you know?
0: I do love this one that while we're talking about Cooper cup, because I wrote this one down Cooper cup, longest reception over 28 and yards. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these playoffs, Rich, but uh, Cooper Cup has uh, he's been he's been exceeding that for his longest reception, well, well over that mark. Um, I, I I couldn't believe it when I saw it. To be honest with you, that's at, it, it's pretty juiced. It's at minus one forty, so you're not you're not getting a ton of value on it. But um, put that put that maybe in the same game parlay with with something else you like. Um, I'll be hammering over twenty eight and a half uh, for Cup his longest reception
3: yeah i think so i mean but there, there was that one reception he had to to win the game against uh tampa, tampa. bay
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah and but they were running a zero coverage like they let him run sure. right right by them and that, that that that's a little caveat right i mean that's a little bit of a <laughs> caveat there sure but who runs a, a zero cover defense on like I don't know, eight seconds left in the game or 15, 20 seconds left in the game. Like, it was it's yeah, not, it's, questionable for
0: sure. Yeah. It, it, yeah. What else you got?
3: Um, This is more of a team one. I got Rams total sacks. Um, they're at three and a half. I like the over. It's only plus 105. So the under, I mean, again, when I was looking at these, I'm like, okay, you know, these are prop bets. So why would I want to pick these, you know, Non value picks where I'm gonna like barely win anything, I want to like combine some and stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. but at least the Rams three and a half over a liked, um, plus 105. I think <laughs> that Aaron Donald's well, the, ma- the main reason is because they've given up so many sacks in the playoffs. And granted, another caveat the Tennessee game they gave up nine that that kind of tips the scales, but honestly. I think the Rams are going to be bringing pressure, especially with their secondary. And if Jalen Ramsey can shut down Chase, then they're certainly going to be bringing pressure.
0: Yeah, and, and the Bengals, their line is it's not good. I, I mean, I know they've made it this far, but it's not good. Yeah. Uh, we, we all saw that Titans game. Um, they, Burrow managed to get away from a lot of pressure uh, two weeks ago against the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I I like that one. I like the over three and a half for sure. All right, we'll um,
3: go next one.
0: Yeah, go ahead. McPherson.
3: <laughs> I was
0: yeah, I was waiting a to kid. see. I, I knew a kicker prop was coming. I knew it was gonna be him. Yeah.
3: yeah. Over fifty plus field goal made. Mm-hmm. He is I mean he's eighty-four percent on field goals for the season, which is middle of the road, but longest fifty-eight, three for three the postseason for over 50 yards and 12 for 12 in the playoffs. So, and from the eye test, there's going to be moments when they're on the 40, you know, 35 yard line and they're ready to, to decide to kick the field goal and they know he can, and there's going to be opportunity for him to kick a 50 yard field goal at least one time. And the chances are he's going to make it. So I like it at plus 140. I mean, that's, that's a, that's really good. That's a good number, that you win, yeah, so you win seventy, yeah um, was that I'm sorry, was that just Mcpherson, or was that just either kicker? That was only McPherson there, okay. I don't know. Oh, I found that on DraftKings, so I got to go find it again. Another thing, I, I was going to do search, like research and I almost feel like it changes, but maybe it doesn't. Or, oh, yeah. There's just so many options, huh. there's like millions of options here. There, there, there's so many options while well, we're talking about kicking.
0: Okay. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to go to uh the Bengals punter, Kevin Huber. Okay. Longest putt. <laughs> putt. Did I say putt? punts yeah, golf's always on my mind longest yeah. punt will be over 52 and a half yards um he is he's cleared 52 and a half yards in 13 of 20 games this year so 65 percent of the time he has cleared a 53 yard punt uh i'll take that for kevin huber um that's that's not even the most random one. I got some, I got some other ones. Um uh another one that I liked Rich was um any player to rush for 100 yards uh no that's at minus 225. Massive mm. that, that, that's that's a massive favorite. Um I Mixon I don't think he's going to be able to run against this defensive line and Cam Akers doesn't necessarily scare me a lot. I loved how he looked um against the Cardinals in their wildcard game. I was like, oh my God, Cam Akers, he looks like he looks like he did before he he tore his Achilles. And then Tampa, he really struggled. And I didn't I didn't I I didn't see a lot uh against the 49ers as well. So I'm not really worried about either running back here or running over a hundred yards. So minus two twenty-five, again, that's probably a parlay piece in the same game
3: I did come up with one parlay that I really enjoyed and it is OBJ getting a touchdown in his score and the Rams first quarter negative 0.5 for plus 318 oh the Rams
0: to cover a a half point
3: yeah in the first quarter So they're going to leave the first quarter and OBJ will score a touchdown in the game. And so you put 50 up, you're winning 159. Okay. I really liked that. Probably. That'll be on my picks. My best bets. Your best
0: bet. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase will have more rushing yards than Cooper Cup. That is at minus 160. Um, I, I, he's, uh, Cooper Cup has only had two rushing attempts that were longer than two yards all season long. Um, Chase has had seven that are longer than two yards, four of those in the playoffs. I think this hits. I think Chase gets at least, I, I say two chances at, at an end around, and Cup might not even. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't. I didn't, I didn't see how many games he's gotten a, a rushing attempt in. But I think this hits pretty easily. That's at minus one sixty. You mentioned Joe Burrow as far as rushing, rushing attempts. Actually, I wrote down under on rushing yards at twelve and a half
3: at minus one fourteen. You think he goes over that? I don't know about yards, but we're talking about just attempts.
0: <laughs> I understand. I understand.
3: So. Um, twelve yards, no. What about Stafford? What is he? What is he at? Okay, well, Stafford, that
0: was let's let's pull that up because that's something else I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to talk about him. Um, so you said under on Joe Burrow twelve and a half, right? Under on Joe Burrow twelve and a half rushing yards. I know he had a couple scrambles in the Chiefs and the Chiefs games that was, that was it was really critical, but I I just don't see him scrambling a ton in this game. For whatever reason, um, rushing yards. Matthew Stafford at over under at five and a half.
3: Yeah, five and a half. Oh man, you know what? I was which one I, was it? That's I I, what,
0: I, 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 d- I wouldn't feel good about going over on that. Yeah, he just flat out doesn't run. Do you want to? Do you want to hear he's my long? Do you want to hear my long shot play <laughs> on Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford to score two or more touchdowns, 80 to 1. I'm not talking about passing touchdowns. I'm talking about yeah. he's got to, he's gotta score it. So there's been a, quite a few games this year where Matt Stafford has had a quarterback sneak for a touchdown. Okay. Say in the second quarter, they go up 14-7. Stafford sneaks it in from a yard. Let's say the third quarter, they're down there at the four-yard line, it's third and goal. Sean McVay's been he's been sitting on a play, Rich, all season long. It's like the Philly special, basically. It's like an end around to Odell. We know Odell can throw the ball a little bit. He get he's got Stafford sneaking out there. Stafford catches uh, a touchdown. He gets his second touchdown of the game. That shit hits an eighty to one.
3: I'm betting. It. So tying betting it. <laughs> tying into it, any non quarterback to throw a passing touchdown plus, I mean, it's four, fourteen to one. I mean, yeah, I, I like I, I like that too. You know, you know, I, I was doing more research into it though, and honestly, there isn't a lot of players on either team that have even taken passing attempts. You know, even this season or or their career, and I just feel like the Super Bowl opens up for that. You know, and like you said, Odell has you know some history, but they just I, I feel like either there's some sort of trick play. Oh, Most yeah. likely, it's it's a it's a lineman going out to the flat, you know, and for a touchdown. But the any non quarterback to throw at fourteen to one, I mean, I like it.
0: I I, don't, I definitely don't mind that either. Actually, I mean, I uh, the Rams have traditionally broken out uh, maybe one trick play a game. I just I just think McVay and even Zach Taylor are sitting on something, um, you know. Something up their sleeve here. So you what think else?
3: it's an Odell, Odell reverse pass to the other side of the field Could to be. Stafford? Yeah, you just I mean, you just laid it out exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did but, get uh, into these like double results where you pick like a a um, each quarter or score no you, the the first what is it score at half and score at end you know who's going to win the score at the front, at the half and who's going to win the score at the end and i really really believe we got the rams coming out quick and then cincinnati winning the game i i want to get back to this just lane of of what i want to choose you know on on picks for for props because you do the same thing for golf right i mean you just kind of think okay iron strikers are going to win this um, tournament or you know, long bombers are going to win this tournament. I hear it on your podcast sure. all the time. Sure. So,
0: I I, so. I laid out, I laid out for everyone how Lucas was going to win that tournament a couple weeks ago at, at yeah. 70 to one. And it it, 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 you're right. It went down that path. Exactly. I said, if you, if you put the guy in a lab, and created a golf course, it was Tory Pines and, it worked out it doesn't always work out but i see what you're saying so what's tell me tell me how the the game flow in your mind is going to go so
3: do you know who mattress mac is <laughs> i do Okay. Okay. All right. He's from Houston. He's a big. Uh, I've known him. all <laughs> Big alive. guy. Big deal in Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So he's got four point five million on the Bengals, and <laughs> yeah. I read these stories. They had to like go make all these separate bets. You know, no one's going to take a four and a half million dollar bet. But so, uh, I really like the Bengals money line at plus one seventy five. I really don't know if it's still there. You know, I don't know if it's the same amount, but plus 175 is the last time I saw it. And I really like that outright win there. So that kind of, like, takes me down routes that I want to go in response to, um, well, McPherson. I like that one pick there. Oh, but Mm -hmm. first touchdown scorer. Okay, this was a a big one for me where I felt that there's a possibility that there's a non- main person to score the first touchdown, whether it's one of the back end tight ends for the, t- um, for the Bengals, which um, have plenty of touchdown red zone touchdowns because U- Zuma's, you know, questionable Thanks, or yeah. how healthy it is. Yeah. So, you know, or even with like Va- Van Jefferson, just that opportunity outside of mm-hmm. the normal in the Super Bowl. So Van Jefferson's a 16 to one. I like him the best to, be the first touchdown scorer. And I know I got kind of off traffic with the flow, but again, <laughs> these, these prop bets, just like, they take you down all these different paths, you know, there's so many of them and, you know, I'll get back to the whole lane like <laughs> theory, you know, but I, I just wanted to get on to the first touchdown scorer thing. So you like, you like Van Jefferson. He's That's 16 cur- to one. Yeah. And, and
0: actually his number on draft is 18 to one right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I Van has uh he's scored a couple first touchdowns this year I know. Um he scored, scored against the opening game at uh, the Bears the opening game of the season with the with the bomb. Um I I think it's a good number. I I'm I'm in on it. I'm I'm really I I'm I'm back to Odell on first touchdown at plus 900. I love it. He's been a he's been more of a red zone threat the last 5 6 weeks for the Rams than Cup has. Cup's scored his on longer plays, I guess. When they're in the red zone, Odell's just such a big presence down there. Um, I don't know. That's... It, really, first touchdown, I love it. It's so much fun. It is, it is such a roulette wheel, though, Rich. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so hard. I mean... You think there's there's probably six guys on the Rams that could score, and then there's five yeah. guys that on the Bengals. So it's you're talking one out of eleven, really. Um, and then something fluky happens where there's a pick six, and you know that kind of thing happens. Um, I had a couple game. We, we can get back to your game flow in a second here. <laughs> um, <laughs> with, which team will call the first timeout?
3: I saw that one too. I, I, I was thinking. I,
0: I love the Los Angeles Rams on this one to, to call the first timeout. Um, I saw a stat where Sean McVay – can you believe this is a stat? Sean McVay leads all head coaches with 2.9 unnecessary timeouts per game. Wow. <laughs> and I don't That's, know what's – what, I, what? I don't I don't know what an unnecessary timeout is considered. But we've seen that McVay is kind of
3: liberal. He's kind of liberal in using the timeout. So, um, well, he's very liberal in – um, uh, calling challenges. He's pretty. Well, per, he had a he had a rough.
0: Head, yeah. yeah, he had a rough challenge game against the Niners. But I, I so yeah, I, I like the Rams um, to call the first time out minus one fifteen, and I also oh the first play of the game to be uh, a pass. Yeah. First play of the game to be a pass. I saw it plus one fifteen, and. To me, I think that's like a no-brainer. I don't know what you think, but um, you know, to me, both both these teams prefer to throw the ball. I think I saw that the first play has been a pass in I think five of the last seven Super Bowls. It's such a it's such a hard
3: thing when it's on. There's about one play like that, but yeah. Well, I mean, it all, I I guess we got to break it down to who's going to win the coin toss, you know, which is the most favorite uh, thing to bet on. But I don't even want to talk about coin toss, to tell you the truth. But the so getting back to the game flow, if we feel like (laughs) there's no game flow with coin toss, you (laughs) you know, let's say the Bengals win the coin toss. I do think that they're going to run the ball first if the Rams win the coin toss, mm-hmm. then I still think they're going to run the ball first. What are they at? Negative 140 to run the ball first? Is that what it is? At? I think
0: I think it was something like that, yeah. I, I already yeah. clipped
3: off of it, yeah. I, I really don't think I – th- I think the starting of the Super Bowl is going to be a run with these two teams. Like they can and will run the ball as much as he can.
1: Okay.
3: The game to be I disagree tied with you, by the way. That's fine. I hear
0: that. The <laughs> game, the game to be tied again after zero zero. Uh, yes, at minus one, 125. I say yes, because pretty much what the last, I don't know, six games of this playoffs have been coin flip games. And yeah. they've all been down to the wire. I don't I don't see anything in this game that I think is going to be a blowout. I think it's at least going to be close mm-hmm. after 0-0. So I think it mm-hmm. will be tight again after the start of the game. So I I like yeah. that one. Me uh too. at my yep, minus 125.
3: Oh, what else did I have here? Um, so another thing about the Flow is if we're taking the Bengals, then we have to believe that Stafford is going to lose the game for the Rams, right? And that's how the Bengals are going to win. You know, it's going to be a fumble, turnover, reception, turnover of some kind, or you know, Mm -hmm. just a terrible call by the 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 Detroit Lion Stafford that we know and love. You know, so right. um, so I, I, I'm going to go that route as well that I think, you know, <laughs> you know uh, which one. So, again, that's going to open for sack opportunities at the end of the game, uh, mm-hmm. prop bets, interception mm-hmm. at the end of the game, prop bets, fumble interception at the end of the game, prospects. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think if the Bengals are winning, I hate to say that, but I feel like it's going to be because Stafford made a mistake. No, I I I think I I've
0: seen enough of Matt Stafford. Okay, for a long time, and and I, I yeah, he had he had a really good year. I, I also saw enough games this year where he gives you he gives you a throw or two. He really does. Yeah. You remember that remember that Titans game um, during the regular season where he was awful. I mean, he threw threw a, one of the worst pick sixes I've seen all season. Well, other than until yeah. Kyler Kyler Murray trumped him in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Safford he can he can uh he can turn into a pumpkin real quick. Um so yeah, if the Bengals win the game, there's probably something that Safford did to uh to potentially ruin that.
3: At the Here's end the, of the game though,
0: not just oh, sure. he sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love the cross sport specials, Rich, with the Super Bowl. Um, and of course, my sport being golf, I, I love a couple of these. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even look at them. <laughs> will, will, will Jordan Speeth have more first round birdies at the Phoenix Open or will Matthew Stafford have more rushing yards? Um, so we said Stafford rushing yards at five and a half. I said I liked it under. I think you did too. Um, this is a golf course that these guys will make five, six birdies on. So I love, I love the Jordan Speed first round birdies uh, at minus 110 over Matthew Stafford rushing yards. These are so six, fun. These are so fun. Six carters. <laughs>
1: yeah. Five or six, six birdies. Parters,
0: right? yeah, yeah. I think so. Does it tell yeah. you like, and they, they also have uh, Joe, uh, uh, Justin Thomas versus Joe Mixon receptions for, yeah. you know, Justin Thomas birdies. Um, John Rom birdies versus total touchdowns mm-hmm. in the game. There's a lot of fun ones with golf up here, uh, but the the speed yeah. one I like oh, against NFL Matthew Stafford. Here, yeah. I found it.
3: Yeah, that sounds good. What else? What else do you have on your list, sir? Uh, okay. I've got first to score Cincinnati or L.A. Cincinnati, obviously L.A.'s favorite, but Cincinnati's putting up 105, so nothing major. But any anything to touch on that? Say it again. I, I your sound cut out for a second. First to score.
0: Oh, first Just to so score. They,
3: yeah.
0: Just which team? Team. Yeah. Team. Hmm. I don't. I don't have a good feel. I, I. I don't. I don't know. This depends on the toss and who gets the ball first. I there was there there was a, a one that I liked. There's no score in the first. I think
3: six minutes of the game. I do like oh, that. Yeah. I did have one like that. I had score in the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> so you do um, like that and see I like the opposite. I like the opposite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Points scored first five minutes on FanDuel was plus one eighty four. I don't know. I mean okay. I'm gonna stay away from it obviously because I mean there's, just I don't know. I think well. there's gonna be a lot of points, opportunities, so it's there. Um, Gatorade. We're gonna go talk about the Gatorade or not? Go, go ahead. ahead. I, I I truly love the fact <laughs> that you can bet on who, what what color Gatorade is gonna get poured on the coach. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. And do you um, have the Do you have the numbers on that? So apparently, blue has been the most commonly used one since it occurred. I think okay. in like uh, like nine years ago, or whatever mm-hmm. the stat was. But um, and it's been the last like two in a row or three in a row. But the, the article I was reading that kind of got me onto this was talking about how, you know, quarterbacks are king. You know, they they control lots of the aspects of the game, and hell, maybe they control the color of the, of the Gatorade. So there's not any um, video of Joe Burrow during mm-hmm. his winning times. There's no Gatorade being thrown around. But Stafford has one instance where the – uh, they, they made the playoffs in their third, his third or fourth season, and the first time in like, I don't know, 15 years or whatever. And mm-hmm. they poured yellow Gatorade on the coach at that moment. So they're saying that if the Rams win, which this guy was all about the Rams winning. So get, again, same path. They're saying yellow is going to be the color. And I like it too. It's plus 490. Yellow is my favorite. And I think that's gonna be i i i put easily i'd put money on yellow four ninety so <laughs> uh,
0: I thought you said Seriously, you were. i like I, it. I thought you said you weren't gonna get into the novelty props
3: oh I think it was a national anthem one we were talking about, but i, I really like <laughs> the, the, the fact same that idea I, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that's that money money's going on yellow Gatorade pouring on that coach at plus 490 it's happening
0: okay so. you didn't want to talk about the national anthem so I sure shit will Mickey Guyton is singing the national anthem by the way I don't know who she is I don't know who the <laughs> hell she is um I, I don't know if you do but I don't have I a don't lot of I don't have a lot of information on Mickey Guyton, but I do have a lot of information on the national anthem, Rich. Over under is at 95 seconds. There is some concern because she did perform the national anthem at a Memorial Day concert where she clocked in at just 76 seconds. That's concerning. However, however, historically speaking, Rich, this, uh, the anthem has gone over that's, uh, that time, which is again, uh, 95 seconds, one minute, 35 seconds. Um, it has gone over in seven of the past nine renditions and several have taken over two minutes. Uh, I don't know how you don't bet the over here on the national anthem. Like I said, I'm a little concerned that she did it in just 76 seconds recently, but for the Super Bowl, going to be maybe a little bit slower more dramatic a little bit more of those long you know i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna sing it myself but you know the pieces where they they really draw it out and, um, so i think this goes over 95 seconds so i will take uh over is it? there what is, is a prop for will mickey Guyton omit a word from the national anthem yes at plus 625 So let's say she gets a little nervous up there. Um, You know, we talked about Super Bowl nerves in the first quarter of the game. Well, maybe she's going to be feeling a little nervous. She's going to forget a word. Plus Uh plus 625, count me in.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I took an opportunity to, to go over some oh, of and stuff with my dad. You can bet on the color her, of her outfit as well. Oh, is it not like? Like what, she's white gonna come out in a random outfit. There's no like rehearsal or like. Oh, you none of that know that information gets leaked at all. Someone like, will leak color
0: it. Color I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be leaked. But uh white is the favorite at plus two fifty on the color
3: of
1: her outfit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what are the stats on that? Like the last like eight performers have been. Well, it's good or, th- I mean, uh, well- white dresses. I mean. Uh,
0: I don't I don't have that, but I, I do have the colors that she's worn in recent performance and, and yellow was worn at the uh, Memorial Day concert. So yellow is, is a second favorite at plus three hundred. <laughs> uh, all right. What what else? What else before we wrap it okay. here?
3: Richard? Uh let's see. Um, oh, who catches first? Coop or Chase? Who catches a ball first? Yeah.
1: I just don't, I don't,
0: I don't, those are so hard. I mean, it depends on who gets the ball first. I would, you, I think you have to go with Compton. Yeah. I think, I think you have to. The guy, the guy yeah. caught an insane amount of balls this year. What? 150 catches approximately. Yeah. But
3: you also think that like Ramsey is going to be shutting down Chase. Like that is right. going to be their game plan. Yeah. You know, like. So Cup is going to have free range on Eli Apple, you know, like <laughs> really? or any other slot linebacker that's going to try to cover him, you know. Yeah, like, I don't. Really I don't, has the best opportunity here. I
0: don't think the corners have any chance. No, Th- those I mean, uh, the the Bengals corners have no chance against Cup and Beckham. They're really, that's that's why I think the Rams won this game.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, so I kept finding that. I'm coming across these bets. I like them. I like them, but I'm just not gonna take a prop bet that's not giving me value out of my money. You know, I'm not gonna take a, a negative bet at all on any prop bet. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm going to choose ones that are against you know the favorites on prop bets. I'm sure Vegas is going to be way? Vegas is going to be happy that you do that. But there's plenty that are available. We've talked about a lot of them, right? We talked about the we color did. of like blue is blue is a favorite. It's plus two hundred, okay? But yellow is only four ninety away. I mean, come, <laughs> come on. I no, I, I see the rationale.
0: Yeah, you always you want that plus money for sure. I, I get it. Um, that's that's why if, if there's a couple of these favorites I've talked about, I'll, I'll probably put them in the same game parlay together and, and, and increase my odds and increase my odds of probably losing.
3: <laughs> yeah, but what do you think about that parlay I put up? I mean, the Rams—if they can come out and they're going to—they're going to come out quick, right? I mean, the Bengals in the last, like I think both games or the other game, the third game, they've started out not winning the first quarter and coming towards a deficit. So I think the Rams have an opportunity to be leading in the first quarter. Strong, like I think that opportunity is very strong there. And OBJ scoring a touchdown. I mean, you 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 you've mentioned. Oh, no, I, I don't mind. It. how many? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. I it. like I like that. I like that parlay right there.
0: All right, All right Rich. Well, what else um, you got? That I'm out, man. The national anthem was my. That was my. uh I was just leading up to that one, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did.
3: Um, I did listen to your your pod today, um, the waste management preview, and I really enjoyed that you and Tim. And I really hope Tim makes it there okay. And did he make it there okay? He, he just he actually texted me while uh, while we we're recording that he he
0: arrived safely. So good, good. We'll be hearing from uh, updates on the grounds from Tim this week.
3: So I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That would be an incredible place to go see in oh, person, yeah, yeah, for sure so.
0: uh best bets on saturday or sunday we'll have those available thanks rich i appreciate it buddy thank you phil i always appreciate this and we'll get you on for some golf soon we can really yeah we can, we can talk about your dfs domination yeah all right uh catch us on our youtube channel facebook and instagram Uh, We'll be back with the Riviera Preview next Monday night, and we'll have an NBA discussion with Colin and Cullen. We're going to do our top 10 NBA players at this minute and break down what happened at the trade deadline, which was awesome. Thank you for listening to the Super Bowl Preview Pod. Take care. We'll see you next time.